Good day, and welcome to Beyond the Balefire. Yay! (laughs) I am so excited to finally be sharing episode one of this podcast with you. (sighs) I have tried to record this episode so many times, and it has just not worked out, even just now. Like, I live in a school bus now, a converted school bus, and as you can imagine, might not be the most quiet place to record a podcast, and um, (laughs) I am now currently sitting in my local library's parking lot, which is fine because I am overlooking a valley and there are some beautiful mountains in the distance. I live in the Piedmont area of the Blue Ridge Mountains, and it's beautiful. It's also frog weather out today, which is overcast and kind of drizzly. It's my favorite weather. My best friend and I call it frog weather. And I am truly happy to be here, happy to be doing this. But again, I just tried to record this podcast and it was muted the whole time. Ah, something. The universe is telling me to prove how much I want this, y'all. But we're doing it again. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. Six times charm, you know? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. Happy autumnal equinox, right? Oh, man. Happy Mabon. Like I said, this has been in the works for some time now, and I, I really just can't express how happy I am to be here with you. Regardless of how many times I have to record this episode, I am doing it. I am committed and I want to be here with you. Expect for us to dip our toes into a range of magical and esoteric topics like mythology, my personal specialty, which goes hand in hand with deity work, um, for me anyways, which we'll be talking a lot about, green magic, spell work, divination, and all other various pots of magical practice and growth. Truthfully, this podcast is a place for me to nerd out on all things magic because sometimes I just get so excited about magic that it feels like I'm going to explode. So instead of exploding, I'm going to make this podcast (laughs) and we're not going to focus on the basics here. Um, I feel like there are already some really wonderful podcasts who have already done this so fabulously and continue to do this. So I I'm not going to focus on the basics, though I don't want to limit myself, and sometimes we might have to revisit basics to build off of that and have the conversation I'm hoping to have. Here, I rather want to share what I've learned, loved, or information that I feel is in alignment with the energies currently floating about in the cosmic ether, as well as hopefully eventually opening up the floor for conversations within the pagan and magical communities. Since this is episode one, I do believe an introduction is in order. Hello! (laughs) My name is Wish, like upon a star, and I have been practicing witchcraft consciously for eight years now, with a focus in deity work divination, and herbal magic, because I am a huge plant nerd. I'm actually in school right now for horticulture and botany. Eight years is a long time. 
though truthfully it feels like I'm just getting started. But if I reach within and go within my memory, as far back as I can remember, I have been doing some kind of inert magic. Though I can vibrantly recall coming across the word witch for the first time at age 8. And I have been utterly obsessed with the occult and all that comes with it ever since. When I was a young child, I remember calling to the wind like it was a friend just up ahead. And I can still to this day call out to the wind and it answers. You see, when we're children, the world is magic. Children don't have to try and see magic. It just is. The wonder of a child is a truly beautiful testament to human nature and something I feel often honored to behold and experience with my own son who is currently four years old. Although not for long because Libra season, hey, he's a early October baby and he is an absolute treasure. Becoming a parent has taught me so many things and it will surely teach me so many more. But the biggest influence it has had on my magical practice is cultivating a sense of wonder in a conscious way. And that in turn has led me to really choose to move throughout the world with a magical mindset. Today, on our very first episode together, we are going to discuss exactly what I mean by that and how you can make simple changes in your everyday life to make every moment a magical one. Regardless of how long you've been practicing, it can be really easy to fall into the feeling of not doing enough or being enough. And I say that in quotation marks because you are always enough. But it's really easy to fall into that trap. I fall into that trap quite regularly. But when I can recognize that I'm there in that trap, though I do admit it is hard, though not impossible, when I'm there, I try to find a moment to remind myself that I am magic, that magic is all around us. Magic is in the first blooms of spring. It's in the slow blink of a lazy cat. It's in the smell of your favorite blanket dried in the sun, the best smell in the world, in my opinion. As witches or magical folk, we tap into these different energies and direct them, yes, but we also emit our own energy along with everything else. We are in and of the flow of all things. Let me say that again. We are in and of the flow of all things. Holding this truth and making small changes have helped me experience wonder and magic more often in that flow, in the small moments. And I want to share some of those changes with you today. First and foremost, everything is a ritual. Everything is a ritual. Ritual can look like flowing gauzy dresses of white bathed in moonlight. It can be dancing around a bonfire and feeling divine energy within. But it can also look like a shower. Let me explain. I regularly cleanse and charge my shower so that every time I turn on the water and step in, 
the mundane becomes sacred. The waters are blessed with my intention of cleansing not only my physical body, but also my spiritual body. I have charged and blessed the spigots in my home. And there are many ways to do this. But essentially, I have turned the bathroom shower area into a sacred temple of water. I also bless the spigot in my kitchen. You can also bless water containers if you have a water filtration system or even just your water bottle. But water holds memory, just like the rest of the elements hold their own properties and powers. So when we're trying to turn the mundane to the magical, we can always turn back to these basic yet abundant and wildly powerful building blocks of all magic, the elements, to turn everyday action into magical ones. Are you cooking on a gas stove? Nope. Now you're summoning fire. Doing alchemy right there in your kitchen. (laughs) And that might seem a little silly, but the key to all this is feeling magical. It's in the element of wonder. Finding space to feel how incredible these small pieces of our lives are and holding gratitude for those within us. That's how you begin to cultivate a magical mindset. I bless everything that I consume by saying something simple like bounty of the earth, nourish my mind, body, and soul. And I hold gratitude in my heart as I do so, which imbues whatever meal or drink with my intention of nourishment all the way through to a spiritual level. And it also allows me a small moment to really be in my body and experiencing this wonderful human experience of eating. Food is so great. This small change towards a magical mindset with something we do every day will help us to exist more harmoniously and more magically in that everyday human experience. You can take that even deeper by eating seasonally, adding different herbs that align to your current magical needs or physical needs, or by eating food that you have grown on your own if you're available. If you're able, excuse me. Setting your morning alarms is another change you can make from magical to mundane. Let me explain. If you have an alarm at 6 a.m. and instead you change it to a repeating number that's just a little off, like 611 or 622, you can align that mundane task and turn it into a ritual. The 11 corresponding to clarity, balance, opportunity. 22 corresponding to building or manifestation or harmony. There are a lot of options here. Now, waking up each day is a ritual, a magical action towards whatever action or goal you so desire with the use of double digits. You can take this ritual deeper by maybe spending some time in your physical body in some way. I like to do this by stretching. Or you could journal, have a cup of coffee that you stir clockwise or counterclockwise, depending on what you need, all while holding space for gratitude. This is really important. In my personal experience, gratitude is a cheat code for life. The more we sit in gratitude, the more the wonder just flows in easily. 
It truly has the ability to transform the way we view and move through the world. Add that to all the fun witchy shit we do, and it's like a great recipe for wondrous workings. Or shenanigans, if that's your cup of tea. When you start cultivating wonder, you find more moments of presence and more time to recognize how magic is around you in any given moment because you are fully in that moment. A paintbrush becomes a magic wand. Teas become potions. A necklace becomes a magical talisman. A pencil, a sword. The breeze whispers poems in your ear. Each season has a personality. The sun on your face fills you with vibrant energy you can feel and direct just wherever you so please. And if I sound like a romantic, it's because I am. I am in love with life on this innately magical planet we exist on. And I'm so happy to be here with you. On your journey to cultivating a magical mindset, there are a couple of things I might suggest to support you along the way. Plant allies like dandelion for growth and wish magic, which is very in our inner child, and also for new beginnings. Skullcap for internal alignment. Chocolate mint for invigorating energy and newness. Evergreen needles like fir or pine for youthful joy and rejuvenation. Yellow flowers like roses, sunflowers, mums evoke joy, playfulness, and radiant, vibrant energy. But truthfully, I think all flowers do this. Use these in teas, aromatics, or by simply bringing them into your home and asking them to aid you on your journey. Crystals like Amazonite, Citrine, Peridot. I always want to call it Peridot, but everyone tells me it's Peridot. So, Peridot. Meh. I like Peridot better. Anyways, Adventurine, Jasper, Tiger's Eye, Rose Quartz, Amethyst, and Lapis Lazuli. I know that's a long list, and it's like, oh, just name them all. But really, truly, these crystals could be helpful in uh, cultivating your sense of wonder. And you can do this by meditating with them, carrying them, wearing them, or whatever other method you like to work with crystals. Just remember to cleanse and activate your stones for your purpose in your favorite way. I only started activating stones this year. Um, I heard on another podcast that I do not remember which one it was. I really wish I did, but uh, these ladies were talking about how they used to work in a crystal shop, and this one girl said she would thoroughly cleanse her crystals whenever she brought them home, but that she would also activate them. And in my head, I was like, wait, what? We have to activate our crystals? They're not just little battery packs of these magical abilities? (laughs) And she said that she activates them by getting very close to them and telling them, I cleanse you of all wrongdoing and activate you to your highest good. And I just thought that was amazing. And I don't say it like that every time. Sometimes I change it up a little. But since I have been doing this, the energy I feel coming off of my stones is tenfold. 
it's so incredible what this small change has done for my crystal working practice. So if you try that, please let me know on the Instagram what you have experienced and I will leave links to that below. Apart from crystals and herbs, you can always go back to nature. Nature is the world's largest playground. So perhaps going there with the intention of seeing through a lens of curiosity and appreciation with the curiosity of a child and appreciation of you as an adult, that will certainly spark wonder in the hearts of even the most closed off of imaginations. Lean into the wind. Climb a large rock. Explore the microcosm of a moss or fern and see how that goes. See what you find. My personal favorite wonder to witness are the hazy sunbeams of golden hour breaking through the canopies in the most magnificent ways and rays. Dancing is another way we can physically move ourselves to joy, either through ecstatic dancing or a silly shimmy of the booty to whatever song you're loving at the moment. Bonus points if you do this in nature. Whatever you choose, I really hope you find a way to hold space for your own sense of wonder today. And thank you so much for listening and sharing this magical moment with me. Until we meet around the fire again, may you find magic in the small moments. And thank you for joining me for episode one of Beyond the Bale Fire. My name is Wish, and I'll see you next time.